Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. It's Rodney, joined by the full panel here, almost. Uh, we have Will, hello. Hey, guys. And you're back after quite a while of uh, hiatus because of work? Uh, not really. I was back like two weeks ago and then I missed again. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're pulling a mock. We don't like it. Mm. Um, anyways, we also have uh, Bradley. Hello, Bradley. Yeah, hey, guys. And uh, we have uh, Mr. Mr. Dan. Hello, Dan. Hey, how's it going? So we're going to talk about the Division Two today. Will ha- Will's basically beat the game? Um, yeah, something what? Right? Halfway, 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 all the way, one inch. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and then Dan, you said uh, was that you said, said no? Bradley said you're level eight or so on the game. Yeah, I have conquered one small area of the game. Cool. And then Dan, how far are you? I actually, uh, I just finished 30, and I'm on, I guess, what would be considered, like, the second half of the game. Nice. Okay, cool. So you guys are definitely at least uh, more than an inch into the game. And uh, cool. So let's talk about the Division 2 coming up right now. Right now. All right, so the Division Two came out uh, a couple weeks ago now, and uh, we assigned basically almost every team member uh, that we have on the game to, to uh, review it. So uh, let's uh, let's see let's see what you guys got. Uh, why don't we start, Brad? What are your initial thoughts on the game? Uh, I really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. I never played Division One. I, I heard so many bad things. It was one of the games I skipped, and I'm kind of glad I picked this one up. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, what about you, Will? Definitely an improvement from the first game. Uh, they've added a lot of new uh, content, and they're making the game a lot more enjoyable. Okay, cool. And now, what about what about you, Daniel? Uh, I'm loving it. In all honesty, I was a big fan of the first one. Uh, kind of fell off of it towards the end, and then they hu- did a huge patch, so played it again. And then that patch is basically where they started on Division Two, so it's gone nowhere but up. So I'm just I'm loving it. Sweet. Uh, okay, cool. So, like, uh, I haven't played the game. I haven't even played Division One, honestly. So, uh, just tell me a little bit of what, about what the game is and, and what you do in the game. I guess. Uh, where I, to start? Yeah, where to, <laughs> where to start? Yeah. I guess. Uh, well, you take place as a division agent. Uh, I can't remember. I think you start off uh, where you the first game ended, so you're in New York, and this, t- and then the first mission pretty much transitions you straight to Washington D.C. And then all the missions there are basically helping the community, uh, helping the division get back up on its feet, uh, upgrading your base camp, and then locating the president. So, yeah, uh, oh, go ahead. What the division is, uh, if if you're unaware of what it is, is basically it's um it's a group of sleeper agents that work as like regular everyday people. And then what happens is if there's a collapse of society, these people are activated to kind of reinstate law and order 
within high government places, which is why this one takes place in Washington. Okay, cool. So uh, is it a first-person shooter or a third-person shooter or what? It is a, a third-person cover-based shooter. So kind of think uh, Gear of Wars, uh, Gears of War, but a little bit more um, just like regular modern-day weapons. You don't have anything crazy like QJAS, Nasher shotguns that can cut somebody in half. It's all modern, regular weaponry. Is that is that like yeah. in the roadmap DLCs? Like they're gonna release a fucking shotgun that cuts you in half? Because that'd be kind of cool. Uh, I mean, I <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, they do have for the specializations, which is when you hit level thirty, uh, you get to pick a specialization, which comes with a special weapon. Uh, so those come with a fifty cal sniper rifle, uh, a grenade launcher, and a crossbow that takes explosive bolts. But that is like the craziest top tier level equipment. Other than that, you're running around with like M4s and you know pistols, those kind of things. Cool. It's like standard James Bond weapons. Yeah. Mm, more standard military weapons. You still have your AKs. You have your uh, MP4s. Uh, so it's like the basically, re- yeah. It's like the real names for the guns, and it's not just some made up bullshit name for the same gun that everyone calls something else like in Apex you've got uh, your FOM, your FOMIS your your RPK your um, Soviet. your MP9 yeah they're they're all based on on real weapon systems within real life cool I wouldn't know anything about that I'm a Canadian we're not allowed to have guns <laughs> right <laughs> The game plays off of uh, it, you can play it single so, solo. You can play it two player. You can play it three. You can play it four. But it's basically a squad based game. I find the more people you have, the harder difficulty the game uh, throws at you. Oh really? So yeah, I'm trying to think of another game that was like that where if you play it solo, it's easier. It's it's a bit easier because obviously you're by yourself. But when as soon as you add more players, isn't wasn't Destiny like that? I don't think so. Destiny kind of always had that curve. Like, you couldn't go into a raid and do it solo. Well, there are those couple people that found those tricks, but yeah. Okay. Cool, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I saw the Division 2 trailer, and I saw everyone go, ugh. Because, obviously, the first one left a bad taste in everybody's mouth, and, and most of the player base left before they fixed all the issues. So, yeah, I'm actually quite curious to hear how you guys find the game. So, um, in the beginning of the game, Will, was it kind of slow getting off, or? Not really. Like, the first mission literally brings you straight into uh, getting access to the White House, and it's being sieged by uh, one of the gangs. It's like, mission one is like, okay, get the president down to the secure bunker? No, the pre- I don't want to spoil the game too much, but basically the president has been AFK. He's been missing, presumed dead for a while. No have... one's running the country. <laughs> How very game review to use the word AFK instead of MIA. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, cool. So, uh, what about you, Dan? Uh, what are your experiences uh, so far, like kind of in the beginning of the game or the game content? Um, I find when it comes to like uh, the curve of gaining experience and leveling up and everything else is done really, really well. I was talking about it with Bradley. Um, I found from like level one to level 24, 25, uh, as long as you're doing the main missions and a couple of story like side missions, uh, it curves really nicely through the first like, uh, God, I'd say 40 hours of the game. And then it slows down a little bit and you find yourself kind of picking up odd missions just to, to get to that 30. Uh, but the only reason I felt the grind there was just because I was trying to get it out for this podcast because I wanted to be able to say something about the end game. Um, and so I was trying to force it, but if you're just playing naturally, it's got a really nice progression curve. Don't force it. I mean, one inch, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's 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 good. Um, that it has a kind of a nice uh, campaign feel to it. Definitely worth. Uh, definitely worth it. Yeah, I really like uh, the dark zone. The campaign sounds like it's a lot of fun. So, uh, Bradley, you have the least amount of experience playing the game will said to me earlier today that he's like level 28 or something and then there's uh something once you get to level 30 that's a level cap and then there's something after that we'll get into that in a little bit but um what do you, what's your experiences so far with the game so i've played the downtown east area 
I kind of did a lot of the side missions, uh, went on all the side quests, the adventures, and helping random people out. I've even jumped into people's games. Um, there is a feature where you can call for help, and then other people can come join your lobby and help you do the mission. Um, I've had a lot of fun with it. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I felt like there was enough to do that kept me busy, and if I was running to find something, I would stumble across something else and be like, hey, this is cool. I'm going to randomly kill this guy or fight this boss or get this item. And uh, I enjoyed just looting at times, just going on adventures, trying to get food, water, and random supplies for the uh, the theater district. Awesome. Okay, cool. So, uh, so Will and, oh, I mean, Dan, you're quite far too. What, yep. What's the voice of experience in this game? What's what are your what are your thoughts kind of mid game, and, uh, and kind of where where do you see yourselves going? I guess. Well, Daniel's ahead of me, but for me, it's definitely just getting to thirty and getting my specialization class. Yeah, now that um, I'm thirty, it's kind of just fine tuning your equipment and getting uh, the skills dialed in that you really want, so that you've got that like god tier setup that you want. Uh, like for me, um, everyone uses different skills because there's eight different skills that you have in the game. Like there's a, a pulse, a firefly, a turret, um, drone, a little drone, the hive. Uh, shield, hive. Yep. Uh, so like I use the hive and I use the chem launcher with a healing. I play more of kind of like a support guy. So I'm kind of just trying to dial in and like uh, reduce my cooldowns so that I can spam my heals more often. Um, whereas somebody like, I, I don't know how Bradley or Will plays, but maybe they play the heavy armor guy, so they want a shit ton of armor on their character, and they want to be able to use their shield and get up in somebody's face with a shotgun. So it's really about fine-tuning your play style once you get to the higher levels. Yeah, I'm all about uh, rocking a, an assault rifle and a sniper, and then I have the Hive with the revive uh, upgrade, and then uh, the turret with the flamethrower. Very nice. So I was saying to Will earlier, because he said once you get to level 30, it's all about um, increasing. He said another level of some variety, and the first thing I thought of was Destiny's light level stupid shit. But apparently it's not like that at all. Um, it is a little bit, because once you hit that level 30, then you switch over to gear score. Um, but there's already people running around maximum 450 gear score. So it's, so it's not as bad as it was in Destiny. And in Destiny, you're relying on your RNG uh, you go out and you solo, you know, three missions, and you might get one piece of gear that increases. Um, in Division 2, when you get to that high-level tier, you're dropping crazy levels of, of equipment, like, constantly. Like, I'm getting um, yellow gear, which is your high-end, which I guess would be, like, uh, your legendary or whatever. You get five, six, seven, eight pieces of that just doing a basic mission. So you don't even have to go out and do the the high crazy level things as long as you're playing the game rewards you and makes it easy for you to to keep increasing that that gear score you also get a gear that's like even above your level if you do it on a higher difficulty yep so we went back and replayed another mission uh for a friend who just started the game and he's like level five where i think up this time i was like 18 so we decided to do it on normal we didn't really think of the how much the difficulty would have gone up so there's just three of us and uh basically mark and i carried him through because he was dead pretty much most of the mission <laughs> it, literally it was nothing but purple and gold enemies yeah and they, they drop crazy crazy shit the cool thing too is if you have somebody that's a lower level than you um there's a normalization system within division two so all of their gear will scale up to where everyone else is in the party so if you're a level 15 playing with a level 20, uh, you might notice a little bit of a damage. Like you're going to feel a little squishy yourself, but your weapons will do just as much damage as everyone else. Yeah, that's. I really like that. So you can carry friends around uh, and help them uh, through levels and stuff like that. But basically, like you said, this game is all about cover. You can't stand there and expect uh, to take a whole bunch, like get a couple shot, like a lot of shots off, but not take damage. I mean, yeah, no, for sure. as with any game, really. Yeah, but it's not like, um, for example, like Call of Duty, like if you run out into a lane, you might be able to get, you know, three or four shots off on somebody. 
Whereas in here, there, there's people mounted with light machine guns and, and flamethrowers and everything else, and they'll, they'll burst you down so quick that even poking your head down can be dangerous. Don't forget the snipers. Yes, I fucking <laughs> hate the outcast snipers, the one with... Um, the green light. They blind you, and then yeah. they also have the, the crossbow bolts that'll stick in you, and it fucking, it almost nukes me one hit. So stupid. Yeah. I mean, in a good way, like, I'm not hating on it, it's, it's part of the game, but... It's just if you don't want to have your head up too long. <laughs> exactly. Okay, cool. Um, is there a multiplayer option on this game? Uh, in what sense? It's it's all multiplayer, really. Like, um, in the sense of like a, like a PvP arena-based thing, yeah. I'm pretty sure there is. I haven't gotten there. But also, like I was mentioning before, uh, the Dark Zone... It's not PvP based per se, but it's a place where you can go and get really good loot. But you can run into other teams. Oh, so it's like Sea of Thieves multiplayer where they you do you're doing good and then someone comes and fucks you up and takes all your shit? Basically, you die there, you drop your shit. Yeah, the dark zone is a very, uh, very interesting place. Uh, I haven't gone in there myself because I've, I've been playing solo. Uh, and my experience from the dark zone in the first game is you don't want to go in there solo because people will just come in and just shrek you and you lose all your shit. Yeah, just the normal uh, AI enemies there can fucking wreck you too. Just FYI. Yeah, <laughs> the dark zone is, is interesting because it's PvE VP. Because you go in, you fight NPC bosses, you take their shit, and then there's like an extraction helicopter that you have to put your stuff on. Um, but the thing about that is once your stuff is on the extraction helicopter, other people can come in and wreck you and take that shit, and then they can extract it. Yeah, so it's they, very, you have a one-minute timer. Yeah, it's very tense when you see other people in the dark zone because you don't know if they're going to fuck with you or if they're going to try to take your shit or if they're going to help out against the boss. So it, it's very Sea of Thieves in that sense. Yeah, speaking of Sea of Thieves, we've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves lately. Um, yeah, we streamed a bunch this weekend, and uh, we had a fuck. We had a little bit of a run in uh, the other day. We did the uh, the last. I think it was last podcast. We we're talking about not doing that cursed sales fucking event because me and Cole thought we were gonna get wrecked, so we didn't do it. But me, Dan, and Cole ended up doing it. This is a little off topic from Division Two, but um, Cole, Dan, and I did it. And while we were fighting off fucking six different skeleton ships, we were also getting attacked by the Meg. So f- we defeated all the skeleton ships, and there was like a li- like a enormous amount of treasure in the water. And of course, the Megalodon is just fucking raping us. And uh, yeah, we all um, we we couldn't get the treasure. Like you couldn't jump in the water without getting just mauled by char- by sharks. It was super annoying. So yeah, a couple of annoyances like that this weekend. But yeah, to- as soon as you guys jumped off today, the Cursed Sales event spawned. Of course. <laughs> of course. Fuck, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Uh, Cole sent me a picture of a rowboat <laughs> filled to the tits with captain's chests. Oh, dude, ca- I-, I made like 22k right there. <laughs> what? How did you guys get all that? He bought one of those mercenary quests that you kept uh, saying that they're bullshit. Well, I <laughs> mean, literally- of course literally it's like part four we didn't even finish it we had to give up because i had to do the podcast and cole had to go to uh meet a friend to buy some beer yep (laughs) and uh literally it was so loaded with treasure nothing but captain's chest okay where did chest was like a thousand and then we had like some art like uh relics and other stuff that we picked up it was insane yeah, but what? Wh- where did you find... Like, I dropped a mercenary quest before and the loot wasn't any different than a normal quest. I don't know. If we completed this one, this is one of those ones that gives you blue clo- uh, blue coins. Right. Okay. So we didn't complete it, unfortunately, but we still walked away with like 22,000 gold. So I- I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. No shit. All right, well, I guess uh, we'll do that next time. Well, I also want to do the curse, the curse sales event again because fucking, I was just a little salty that we couldn't get all that treasure. Me and Dan and Cole were like, just super choked, just watching it all sink and not be able to get any. Oh, it was so hard. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then on top of all that, we only got four things on our ship, 
and it, we kept jumping in the water and dying from all the sharks. And then this, it migrated servers, so all the treasure in the water just despawned. Yeah, yeah, you have a certain time. Yeah. Well, as that, someone that was watching your stream, I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bradley. Yeah, Bradley's flaked out on us twice playing Sea Thieves. I took a nap. I'm sorry. He took a nap. He says, and then today he was, was cleaning the house. That was my first time playing. Yeah, first time in a while. In a while, yeah. Cool. Whatever. Bradley will play one day. It'll be fine. Like so I'm on the skis. Yep. Cole wants me to play a lot more. Yeah, yeah knowing you... him, it'll just be like Pokemon Go. He got me back into that. He'll get me into Sea of Thieves. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, just looking at some pictures from the Division 2, it kind of looks almost post-apocalyptic-ish. Uh, it very much is, because it does take place after a virus wipes out like a good chunk of the population, so uh, right. the streets become overgrown again. There's actually something cool they added. Um, the streets feel a lot more alive, because you'll be running along, and there'll be a deer that will just fucking dart through, like, knock over a traffic cone and run off. And it's just, uh, it's, it's neat little things like that that really bring out the world. Speaking of that, I was doing a contaminated building zone, and there's a fucking deer on the roof. How the hell did the deer get on the roof? Jumping, I guess. Parachute, maybe. Security it was blows. like forty feet up the forty feet up. I had to climb a ladder. I had to scale the building, and I get to the top of the ladder, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh shit, what's that?" It's a deer. <laughs> Got up there somehow. The yeah, the uh, security at the White House is shit in the bed hard then. Letting deer up there now. <laughs> Fuck you! Can um, you, you can't coming even... back to your question about PvP as well, Rodney. There is actually a PvP mode called Skirmish, okay. um, which is four v four teams. They only have two. Sorry, they only have two modes right now. Uh, one is like a death match, and one is a capture the point. I played a couple matches earlier, and I was actually surprised with how fun it was. I thought it was going to be stupid, but it actually um, it's fun. I, I enjoyed it. Is that where you go to, like, the matchmaking uh, laptops? Yeah, when you go to the matchmaking stations, you okay. into a group. And I've seen them, but I wasn't brave enough to try them out yet. I felt like I was way too weak. No, no. in all honesty, because it normalizes, right? So, won't be underpowered or overpowered. Yeah. You also find the use the matchmaking uh, laptop to find groups just to do side missions or missions or even free roam. Nice. You're weak, Bradley. You're weak. For now. We'll get him up there. There is still a, a lot of problems with, like, there's still some small glitches with the game, uh, especially the mods for uh, your skills. They don't work at all. Sorry, the, the, the mods for your skills don't work? Yeah, so basically you have, like we were talking, he said, like, Hive, Turret, Drone, uh, Shield, stuff like that. You have these mods you can put into it. So I had, like, this one that was plus 12% duration to my turret. It didn't give my turret any more time. It stopped it from fucking going off completely. <laughs> Interesting. I noticed the, the Firefly... Uh, when the game first came out, had really bad tracking. I don't know if they fixed it or not because I switched off of using it. Um, I, I don't know about the the skills not working though. That's not something I've encountered. No, the skills work. It's once you add a mod to it to make it better or stronger. Did they just stop working? Yeah, completely. Like you know how your skill power goes up. You have mods that have like a required skill power before it's able to use. Right. I have like one that's like plus. 12% duration to my turret, but it requires at least 380 skill power. Well, I've got that. But the problem is, as soon as I attach that mod, the turret doesn't even go off. It just lands on the ground and, like, the enemies just stomp on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's shitty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's that's a bug. I, I haven't put it It is. Yet. I looked it up. Um, they're trying to fix it in the next patch. Well, from what I've seen, they've been pretty quick about trying to fix shit so hopefully they can they can work that out yeah did you see in the news as well and they're in the first free update they're uh introducing the eight player raid that's gonna be bonkers that's did you cool play the raids in the first game i did one of them yeah 
yeah, the amount of skill work and integration you have to have with the other players for, I think it was a six-man raid in the first game. Like, everyone had to know what their skills were, when to use them. You had to have weapon sets that complemented each other. I can only imagine how much more that's going to be in an eight-person raid. I'm I'm really excited for it, especially with the skills. Like, the Hive, uh, using the, uh, regen or the Revive uh, Hive, you yeah. know, you see, like, three teammates go down. Get them to At least get... Down. Chuck yeah, get him. get one up while you uh, with the hive, and then pick up another one. So, but you're right; they're definitely gonna have to have special specializations of how like there's gonna have to be healers. There's gonna have to be um, damage like full DPS. There's got to be people that can take the damage. So maybe a guy with a shield. Yeah, you're basically gonna have to have your traditional like MMO roles. Yep. But in the division, which is gonna be funny to see. I I'm I'm excited about it. Oh yeah. From I can't my write. from my understanding, the special abilities you pick, like the turret and the shield and that, those are interchangeable in game. You don't have to go anywhere to do that, right? No, you can take it, uh, change them out whenever you want. Yeah. Once you own them, you can switch them out. Yeah. So I don't know if they do a Q Q roll because it'd be interchanging. You you would have to just fill as you go. I don't think you would queue up as oh, I'm going to be the tank person. But no, you definitely you would have to be that kind of person. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as you start, you're going to talk to everyone and kind of figure out yeah. whose role is going to play what. Like, I like sniping, right? So I'm not going to be front line. I'm definitely going to be in the back trying to pop headshots. But the yeah. problem that where that's going to come in is you, you are going to have to kind of queue up a role because if you have wet, uh, armor sets that are based off of a specific thing, like let's say your armor is all add marksman damage, and then somebody says, oh, well, why don't you go tank? Suddenly your armor is not going to be beneficial in that sense compared to somebody that has you know the extra oh 20 percent armor regeneration or whatever you know yeah but i have a feeling because of how this game works is it's not going to have that type of queuing up it's just going to be eight people matchmaking and yeah. you're going to literally jump into the game and your armor you're going to jump into the game with whatever armor you're carrying so they can't someone can't just tell you to be your, the tank when you look at your gear and i have like Oh, plus freaking headshot damage and marksman and, you know, better uh, assault rifle stability. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's where I was saying coordination is going to come into play because you almost need a group of guys to do a raid with versus match. I don't know if they're going to be able to match make people and have it work. Yeah. I bet <laughs> you anything, might... though, it's going to come in difficulties just like Destiny does it, right? So there's going to oh, be the normal, like the story, which, you know, shouldn't be too hard. It's just like the first couple people to do it, you know, or the first time you do it, that's always a learning curve for a, a raid because the bosses always have a, a weak spot and something they have to exploit. So. Yeah, I think it'll probably, it'll most likely be matchmaking. And I can see it being a lot of trial and error of going, okay, no, no, we need two people with hives. No, we need four people with shields. We need to like change this up. Yep. Oh, definitely. I like having the hive with the revive because that even brings me up. As soon as I go down and that I still have a full power, it'll go, drop to the ground and just pick me up, anyways. Yes, yeah, I've been I, using that. I didn't know that. One of my one of my buddies at work actually told me that. He's like, "Yeah, you know, if you have the the revive hive equipped, it'll revive you." And I was like, "What? No, yeah. it doesn't say that anywhere. Like that's fantastic." Oh yeah, it saved yeah. my ass countless of times. I've got I was surrounded by like three enemies. They drop me, but before they have a chance to finish me, my friends start uh, distracting them, and then I just pop up and boom, boom, boom. <laughs> for or if for you questing write. or leveling, it's really handy too. Because if you just make one mistake and die in a in a, like a side mission or something on the boss. Be able to get yourself back up and kind of reset. Yeah, get a second chance. You know what? Uh, yellow bosses are easy to kill, but they're also the ones that hit the hardest. The guys with the axe. The sledgehammer guys, yeah. Yeah. Like, you can dodge roll them, no problem. But if they actually hit you, it's a one down. Like, <laughs> Yeah. They're definitely bosses you have to pay attention, pay attention to compared to some of the other ones, like the sniper bosses or whatever. That yeah, was pretty you know. bad. The flamethrower is really bad as well. Because mm -hmm. once I'm on fire, I'm already like trying to run around to put it out. And if they're still hitting me, it's not going out and I'm taking damage. <laughs> cool, man. Sounds like a fun game. Maybe I should just... Uh, do you have it for Xbox, Will? I have it for PS4, but, you know, who knows? You know me. I always will buy a, other, a, a game again on another Xbox. system. <laughs> 
Well, I was gonna say if you have it for Xbox, you should just lend it to me and I'll play it, and then I'll trade you for <laughs> Far Cry Five. Yeah, but uh, I bought it for uh, PlayStation. I'm, you know, depends if you guys play it more often, then I might pick it up for Xbox. But uh, I got so many games on the go. Yeah, me too. And you know what? I want to play more Apex because I've been really enjoying that um, that game so far. Uh, Bradley's played way more than me in terms of the Battle Pass being released last week. I love Apex. Yeah. So uh, how? Tell me a little bit um, about how the game's been the last week, Bradley, with the with the Battle Pass and Octane in the game. Octane in the game kind of mixed things up a little bit. It adds a, a character that's really, really, really quick. The guy can just move, and you can see him and be like, oh, he's right there, and the next thing you know, he's behind you. So it keeps you on your toes. Um, the battle pass, I'm a little disappointed. I think majority of people are a little disappointed. It has some cool features. It uh, gets you really nice skins. Um, but to level it up, is it takes more to level up the level 1 to level 2 than it does for me to get from like level 20 account to 21 account. Um, ye- which ye- I don't understand why yeah, the experience f- is so high. I Yeah, I found um, that it's 18,000 experience pretty, pretty much across the board to level up. For, yeah, for like level the- 1 to whatever, like it doesn't matter if it's level 1 to 2 or level 35 to 36, it's still 18,000 to level up. But yeah, the, you're right, the battle pass had like 39,000 experience required to level up. Yeah, it was, it was a little ridiculous. And you're but they get they also have it's 82 days left on the battle pass right now like it's a long time that that's that pass is going to be around before they bring out a new one um and i was also a little disappointed in seeing that but i guess a, a little relieved because it's going to take forever to actually get to tier 100 oh yeah for sure like you basically got to live breathe and sleep apex or whatever yeah so yeah that'll be i kind of want the play. other thing i didn't really like about the battle pass too is if you look in the the premium version that you have to pay the extra for they have like experience boosters for the battle pass so they're basically encouraging you to try to get that bigger battle pass which i kind of don't like i feel like the experience booster should come in the the basic one too yeah i agree with that yeah 100 percent but uh like i said I'm, I'm enjoying the game so far uh bradley and i played for like an hour and a bit last night so that's pretty much my experience with the game pass but it's it's been a lot of fun will have you you've been basically just playing div 2 and haven't touched apex in a while eh? i basically only play games on the weekend right now <laughs> yeah yeah for sure but um yeah so bradley and i played a game last night we did really good and then we just got caught between a rock and a hard place literally and died yeah i mean you had four kills each and we're, there was only like 13 squads left like we were killing it, but it's a lot of fun. I I recommend it for anyone that likes first first person shooters. If you have a buddy or two, just jump jumping around and playing it is it's great. Yeah, and the revive mechanic in it is is very helpful. Like the fact that you can, if I die die and Rodney stays alive, he can just kind of bring me back into the game. Yeah, I think all battle battle royals need that. Yeah, especially on a... Well, uh, Apex sells itself on being a very team-focused game, whereas Fortnite is like, you know, whatever you whatever you kind of feel like that day, if you're, you're playing solo or, you know, you and a buddy or squads or whatever. But what I really like about uh, Fortnite's Battle Pass is that you can see a roadmap of your unlockables. So you're like, oh, I you know, I just need to keep playing and I can get to level whatever 58 of the battle pass and I get this cool item that I want. Whereas with Apex, you, it doesn't really show you what you're looking forward to. It it does, but it's not as nice. Yeah. Uh, you have to go to the battle pass section and and you can see the whole tier along the bottom, but it's not as fancy as Fortnite's is, where it actually shows you like the full skin or. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not as clean as Fortnite. Fortnite is really good battle pass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think if they nerf the le- the amount of experience you need to level up, I think that would be better. I think it should be roughly the same as your actual level. Like maybe even like maybe twenty thousand experience would be somewhat feasible. But I don't think thirty nine or thirty eight or whatever it was was is is fucking good. I I honestly think it should be tiered like level one and up like it should always get easier or harder and harder as you level yeah like that's what fortnite is it's 
it's the first couple levels are really easy. You're gonna get like one day of playing, I can get to level 14, but then the next day playing, I maybe only get to level 18. Um, I feel like I'm grinding so much and getting nowhere in Apex. Yeah. Well, fuck if you can stay alive. The biggest problem I have with Apex, I've said this before, but it's just like you land and you'll go through four buildings and you won't find a gun. You'll find like optics out the wazoo and fucking shield cells and shit you don't need. Like right away, you need a goddamn gun. So, yeah, yeah, that's just that's the frustrating part. So, you know, you'll play three, four, five games where you land and you don't find a gun or you find, you know, like the shittiest of shitty guns. And then they'll just take. I'm drawing a blank on the the streamer, but there was a streamer that was a huge Apex streamer, and he he's now done playing Apex because of the loot. Uh, he's he's arguing that the loot drop and the loot mechanic is broken and needs to be addressed. So he went back to Fortnite, but I can't remember who it was. I apologize. Yeah, that it is it is kind of broken in a way. Like when you, especially crates. When you open a crate, like it's pretty much RNG anyway, but. You know, depending on how far you're into the game, like, if it's the very beginning, it should, like, basically 100% always spawn a weapon. It doesn't have to be, like, you know, a fucking really good weapon, but it could be a pistol or something. Just something. Yeah, they need to up algorithm a little bit to at least have, like, one weapon per area, per building, or whatever. Yeah, like I said in the last podcast, when you open a chest in Fortnite, it, like, 100% always has a weapon. And 100% always has, like, some sort of healing item of some variety. Like a, like a big pot or, a, or bandages or something. And then it has uh, ammo and, and one other thing. Like, every time you open a chest, it's always got one of those yeah, items. It's a weapon, ammo, build. You get 30 build and one utility item. So whether or not it's, like, a dynamite, heal, uh, impulse grenade, you always get those four things that are every chest. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, they need to figure that out. Like, for, there's a couple things that Fortnite is still doing better than Apex for sure, but I mean, Apex just feels more um, organic to play, I think. Yeah, it's got a better feel to it. And I think a lot of that has to do with the bullet dynamics and the way they work between the two games. Yeah, Fortnite definitely takes getting used to. When you play, like, a ridiculous amount of Fortnite and then go play any other FPS game, like, I remember, I think me and Will were playing Fortnite and then we went back and played Halo. We're like, holy fuck, it was just a huge... Ooh, that was, that was hard. Yeah, <laughs> it was a hard learning uh, learning curve for sure. So I, I'd chime in a bit more on Apex and Fortnite, but I'm completely battle-royaled out. I, I thought I liked Apex, and I, I do, but I just... I doesn't Battle royals don't interest me at all anymore. Um... So when I play Apex, I don't really even think about it as a battle royale, really. Like, the obviously jumping out of the fucking ship and then going and trying to find a weapon, that's obviously battle royale-y. But once mm-hmm. you've landed and got a couple of decent weapons and whatever, like, it's, it just feels like a standard game to me, really. Mm, not um, to me. I still feel like it's a battle royale because you can run into more than one team at the same time. And I, I don't know. I just... I played too much Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Fortnite for sure for us. But um, anyway, so we got uh, about 20 minutes left or so in the cast. So I wanted to talk about the Google News that dropped like the day after our podcast from last week. So the Google Stadia. Stratia. Yeah. So what do we all fucking think about that shit? Well, for one, it's not a console; it's a platform. Yeah, but it's the, f- uh, the like it, it, they've gone one step further in a sense because um, obviously I'm going to use Nintendo as an example. So Nintendo's basically been was dominating the console market up until basically these the Xbox and the, and the PlayStation came out. So then um, they had to find a way to dominate the market in some other capacity. So they changed to uh, mobile gaming which is like the DS and the the Game Boy Advance and all that kind of stuff. They were dominating the mobile market. Um, And then then they tried to dominate the... Or they're trying to move over into the mobile market because everybody has a phone and it would be really accessible for everyone to play a Nintendo game. So that's pretty much what Google's doing, is they're making it very accessible to play very high-quality games, basically in your browser. Yeah, but it's basically just a streaming service. Same thing as stream, uh, Steam. 
The only difference is Google is promising that they're going to have their own first-party game, so that means they have their own developers. The the thing I like about Stadia, and this is a big thing that's turned me off about PC gaming for a long time, is if my rig isn't up to snuff, I'm not going to be able to play, you know, AAA titles. If my if my rig is five years old, um, you know, and the new Assassin's Creed comes out or something, I might not be able to play that based off of my hardware. With Stadia, there is no hardware, so that's never going to be an issue. So you're going to always be able to play the best games coming out because everything's processed on their end. I don't know. I, I think it's still going to act as the uh, same thing as Steam, where it's going to have PC requirements. I don't necessarily see why it would, though, because all you're doing is playing a video, right? It'd, it'd be like opening like a YouTube video. You'll be uh, able I mean, to... Obviously, it's more complicated than that. But they, they even did a demo on the stage where they said we went out and bought the cheapest PC we could. Like they basically went to, to Best Buy and bought a bargain PC and they were still able to play it at, you know, 60 frames per second, 4K. And, and that's something I think is cool because that's turned me off from PC gaming for, for a long, long, long time. So I'm interested for that reason. Hmm. Hard to say because I like I know about PCs and stuff like that and what even with it just being a streaming platform your maybe your computer not so much but your monitor at least has to be able to handle that uh, graphical power sure I, I if i have to go out and buy let's say a decent monitor maybe about 300 bucks mm, more like have, five seven <laughs> okay so i have to go yeah, out and buy. Depends. if you want a 4k monitor you're looking at yeah like 700 dollars. okay but versus having to upgrade my full gpu you know, having to get a new GTI every three years, having to get RAM to run to process, you know, PCs are not cheap. No. PCs are not cheap. But the question is, how many developers are actually going to flock to Google for a brand new uh, streaming service where they still have uh, well, consoles and Steam? They have 100, 100, 100 developers right now, is what they said. But they didn't mm. say what they were working on. Exactly. No, that's, that's true. But they have, so they, we know they have Doom, the new Doom game. We know that they have two uh, PlayStation execs on their their team, and uh, the Ubisoft, the girl that helped create or helped produce uh, Assassin's Creed's on the team. Yeah, Jade Raymond. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that they're like, I'm not worried about the games or or that. Like they have enough money, they have enough pull. If you throw some of these these producer or these uh, developers and say, "Hey, we're gonna fund you a shit ton of money to make a game for our system or our streaming service," they're gonna get people. I don't think that's the concern. I'm more I'm more concerned about uh, like, will it run as smooth as they say? Is it going to be as easy as it is to jump on your phone or your computer or your TV? I think There's it's only like, you need that controller. It's sad. No, you can use any device. The controller just helps with yeah. it, right? Um, sure? I see. It said on the they thing promised. that the controller was a requirement. Nope. You can use no. mouse and keyboard. You can use any peripheral you already got. Yeah, they said they. Well, the one part of the video they said that you can, you can play it anywhere on any device, at any time. That was kind of their slogan. Like mm -hmm. I'm more concerned of the promises they made. Is it feasible? And not even just, like, I live in a, in a, in a city, I have good internet connection. Right. What if I'm right. out in the country? Is it going to be shitty? Is this going to be a useless system or useless service to me because I live where I live? Or or is it capable to be run anywhere? That's See, the like, thing. At 60 frames be. per second, you're definitely going to need at least, like, the top-of-the-line internet. That's my concern. That's, yeah. what, that's what I was going to bring up. I was just waiting for an opportunity to talk, but... Um, yeah, if you have a shitty internet connection, what the fuck's the point of having a 4K monitor and all that kind of shit? Your, your internet won't be able to handle the bandwidth of streaming 4K to your monitor, to your computer, basically. No, not at, uh, like it says, what is it here? Play at 4K resolution with 60 frames per second refresh rate available on a relatively modest 30 megabytes per second connection. But we both know, like, 30 megabytes per second is very it is modest but that's a constant connection yeah right so if you live in the middle of fucking nowhere you might as well not bother getting a 4k anything 
Yeah. But Unless... I mean, the same could be said for regular PCs, right? If you're playing mm -hmm. any kind of multiplayer, mm -hmm. like if you're playing CS:GO or something like that, what's the point of having a fucking decent rig, right? Because your internet's gonna be shit, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most yeah, most people have it all hardwired in. Um, I had my PC hardwired in until I moved to the garage. And now it's on Wi-Fi, which fucking blows. But uh, you know, I'm making it work. One of my other things, just on the flip side, if this is a successful, and let's say they hit the ground running, they have everything going, it it blows people away. What does that do to the computer industry? Like, if you could pay Google for their service and not have to pay multi-thousand dollars to get a top-rate computer, why would you even bother getting a top-rate computer? This is true. So Very true. Yeah. Who's... Who on that side is going to flip out? Like, are, are you going well, to see companies uh, that can like that build gaming or uh, graphics card go? Hey, no, don't support this. Like, are they going to get them cheaper um, so they can compete and have people actually buy their their hardware again? Well, he, but yeah, but here's here's the thing: is like, for example, low budget airlines. When you like, what the hell do we have out here, Will? Like some cheap ass airline. You can get like a two hundred dollar ticket from here to Ontario, and yeah, yeah and you know. Eventually, the big airliners like WestJet and Air Canada squeeze them out because they're making them lose business. But the thing with this particular scenario is, is no one can squeeze out Google. They're fucking Google. They're god of fucking everything. <laughs> so we might be seeing a new direction of of gaming. But on, on the flip they side, they could of that, lose developers. Yeah, but here's the other thing: is they're they're kind of making they're making their own first party games. But when you play with Google Stadia. There's going to be games that you just can't play on Google Stadia, so you, you'll still have to either buy the PC or buy the console or whatever. So right, so like like Halo's. That's never what I be, mean. Like, yeah. not all the developers are going to flock uh, to Google. But it, no, it wouldn't be right away. It, it, it's going to say it's going to be an interesting E3. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, right. it will be. Yeah, and it's out later this year. But no one saw a date, right? Like, I, I didn't miss that. Said, in no. 2019, they said they would update in summer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for, oh, for Stadia, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, for Stadia. Uh, okay, cool. So, um, I'm wondering if we should make a shirt that says all the way halfway one inch. <laughs> I am down. <laughs> but that. what yeah. fucking graphic would we use for that? Uh, that's... I don't know. <laughs> Think I don't know. About it. Why don't we, uh,. Ask the Discord, see if they can draw something up for us. Oh man, yeah. that paradox is fucking hilarious on the Discord. <laughs> I... yeah. Shout out to Paradox. Hello, Paradox. So, uh, video game now fans, if you want to uh, join an excellent community of gamers slash comedians, apparently, uh, join our Discord. You can find our link on our website at videogamesnow.ca. And also, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, that means you're not a Patreon supporter. We have uh, one f lucky gentleman who's uh, a Patreon, so he gets access to the uh, Video Games Now podcast one day early. And there's a couple of other perks on there as well. You can check it out at our Patreons, patreon.com slash videogamesnow, I believe. So you can find that link on our website as well if you're, if you're not sure. So, um, yeah, we're, we should, uh, after this cast is over, we should definitely add uh, <laughs> the, the poll of the week on our Facebook page. How, what graphics should we use for all the way halfway one inch? Yeah. I like it. Uh, I think it's funny. It, uh, it, okay, that's just, that's just, that quote is now, like, forever engraved in video games now history. We just gotta insert that wherever we can. Like, that's like the new that's what she said <laughs> joke. <It> just... <laughs> Deal. I like all right. it. Alright, we'll, we'll, we'll slip it into, like, every podcast we do from now on. Yeah. Find a way. It'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyways. changing the topic a little bit. Uh, tomorrow and uh, Tuesday, there is two small conferences. Tomorrow, it's PlayStation's uh, State of Play at 2 p.m. And uh, Tuesday, it is Microsoft Indies uh, Conference uh, online. I don't remember what time that is, though. Sorry, another Nintendo Direct thing? No, Microsoft. Oh, Microsoft. Microsoft. Okay, okay. It's um, Microsoft's uh, indie event, but the one for PlayStation tomorrow is their state of play that they do, um, right. and they're promising new game reveals and new trailers. Okay, nice. Yeah, I think uh, we're gonna get little little secret 
kind of um, conferences like this, especially leading up to E3, because I, I, I Microsoft everyone's going to have way too much to announce. Especially, I have a feeling this is the year. At least, maybe not the release, but we'll get teases for the next generation of consoles. Oh, yeah. for sure. What's the Microsoft guy's name? Something Spencer. Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. I wanted to call him Zach Spencer. I'm like, no, nah, that's the weather guy on our fucking TV news. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Phil Spencer is going to walk on a stage looking like the most arrogant asshole ever because he just basically owns E3 this year. I can just see oh. his fucking smirk. Just like, <laughs> look at this stage just for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, he, the, won't, he, he won't have Microsoft so- to be contender. They need a lot this year. Yeah. I mean, they... they did a fairly good job last year announcing 50 basic basically 50 upcoming games and acquiring five studios like they did do a lot last year but i think just the way it was presented it wasn't impressive enough compared to the other two no but this year like the one thing microsoft and uh uh not microsoft sony and nintendo both have on microsoft is exclusives and first party games yeah mm mm-hmm. mhm so Microsoft needs to go back and, you know, go back to the their beginnings. Yeah, that's well, what made the the first Xbox so great is they had these great only Xbox games. Yeah, what uh, what drove us to buy an Xbox in the first place? Uh, my PS3 got stolen. <laughs> 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 Unfor- and before that, the Blu-ray laser blew out. So at that point, I was like, "No, I'm done. Just I'm gonna try something out." Shot a laser beam through its motherboard. Just <laughs> commits commits suicide. Commits Poku. <laughs> That's funny. What about uh, what about you, Will? Well, you just buy everything. I buy everything. So I think I my yeah. I I haven't missed a console. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, did I buy that at launch? Did I buy that? No, I did. I did. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I had a 6K, so I mean, I wasn't poor, but my parents just didn't fucking buy all the shit that I wanted. So I had a... I, I know. How dare them? Um, oh, oh, actually, let me tell this story on the podcast now. Uh, I told it on while I was streaming, but so... I got a text from my mom yesterday when I was um, when I was streaming. I'm just trying to pull it up here quickly. Okay, so she said, Yahoo, Dad and I had to go to the casino to cash in our Lotto Max. We were one number away from retiring. Oh. I'm like, fuck. That's crazy. So anyways, I, I called her up and asked her how much she won, which I won't share because that's none of anyone's business except mine. Um, but uh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, she's quite choked. My parents are quite lucky. Actually, sorry, my mom is quite lucky. Like, she'll go to the casino and just win a thousand bucks a month somehow. Or she'll win. She's won the $10,000 jackpot twice. It's like, can you fucking shove that fucking genie my way? Yeah, like, fuck. So. My yeah. uh, uncle, before he passed away in the early 2000s, he won the PE. Uh, PE out here is like a, an amusement park that's uh, a, a fall type thing. It's only available for like three weeks. But uh, he won the prize car uh, three times, and he won the uh, fifty grand from a casino, and he got uh, uh, the car from the casino as well. Jeez, damn, damn. that's fucking loaded, eh? Oh yeah, or was sorry. Anyways, so <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something kind of smart, but but never never came. Um. <laughs> anyways, uh, so yeah, I think that's uh, that'll be it for today. Uh, we're talking about how much money other people have won <laughs> that, are, that aren't us. A way yeah. to wrap. <laughs> my luck's not that good. No, no, I my luck sucks ass. Um, anyway, I haven't even won a freaking coffee this year from uh, Timmy's. Dude, Tim Hortons is just just raping and pillaging like harder than anybody in Sea of Thieves ever did. We need to take a, a token from them and fucking learn from them because. I think we're doing it wrong. Yeah, you, you know what? My honest opinion, like it, it's going to sound like a conspiracy theory or whatever the fuck, but like I think that they just say you can win a car or you can win a trip, and then they don't actually fucking like give anything away. They just like pay actors to like look excited on the TV that they won fucking something. Yeah, 
one of the bodybuilders I uh, I pay attention to on uh, YouTube and a couple other things, uh, Furious Pete. He bought uh, two thousand cups of uh, coffee to see what he could win. Yep. Nothing but coffee and donuts. What the fuck? And he Ouch. went like all over uh, Toronto, at, at, like all over. Like spent a week uh, going to all these different Timmies to make sure he had like different ones from each one. And that's all he got. And that's another myth too: is they always ship the winners to the big cities. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, and you would think I Toronto. heard that they shipped the. Uh, I heard that it was how much money you put into the program. It's where they'll ship the better cups. So if you have a, a local Timmy's that is really profitable and the owner wants to make it better, then they can pay for the better cups. What? That's fucking that's, dirty. That's what I heard at one point, and that was like two years ago. Someone from the uh, one of the Tim, local Tim Hortons that just opened up when they started working for them there. That, that's what they told me. They're like, oh yeah, we have really good cups here. Because I was going, I was, I won like seven times out of ten at this one Tim Hortons, and I asked them, I'm like, why am I winning so much? He goes, oh, the owner, he was really trying to promote this place because it's new. He bought the better cups, and I was like, what are you talking about? There's tears of cups. Uh, I don't know how shit. true that is. <laughs> I don't know how true that is. But someone from Jimmy's told me, and I was like, huh, that's kind of bullshit. I'm gonna have to have a talk with my uh, Tim Hortons manager. Yeah, no shit. I got a bridge sale. I want to sell you, Bradley. <laughs> if you believe that? <laughs> well, they should make it so that they they publish who wins, and then you can actually phone them and be like, "Did you actually win, or are you a fucking actor?" Well, I mean, if they're getting paid for it. Tell you that they want it, right? Yeah, um, but it's but you don't really see. Um, who wins these things? You know what I mean? Like, if I won a car via Tim Hortons roll up the rim, I'd be posting that shit over social media like a motherfucker. I'd be promoting the shit out of that. So you don't see them like market like marketing that way. Like, oh, so and so want a car? You should come to Tim Hortons and try to fucking win they your own. They should have it on their website. That's yeah, what I mean, I think it's fake. I think it's fake as shit. It's just a stupid pr- uh, promotional fucking thing. Like, you know what? Well, yeah, I have to say to that is in my town that I grew up in, there was somebody that won a Tim Hortons car because they had a big-ass banner that they got to put in their front yard that said, hey, I'm winner, and it listed the number that they were, and it, they had their shiny-ass new car right in the, in the front yard. And they're not an actor. I can tell you that much. All right. Maybe they want to be, but they're not. Yeah. yeah. That was maybe the one instance of somebody actually winning it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one person in 20 years since Roll Up the Rim started that's won a car. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody hey, else. I'm for another 20 without giving anything away. Yeah. Yeah, I've played... I've probably drank... I mean, I only bought actually two coffees. The rest were bought for me. But um, I've only won nothing. I haven't won anything. I've won yeah. uh, a lot of uh, play again, like 20 of them. So I have a coffee every morning, and I haven't won anything this year. Fucking bullshit. Their coffee's not even that good either, so I'm so fucking choked. Their coffee at make it McDonald's better. McDonald's has gotten better. I like McDonald's coffee Ma- more. McDonald's been better for like 10 years. But and every set of coffees, you get a free one. I mean, yeah, you got a free one. That's a yeah. speed win. I've won more free coffees from McDonald's than I have from Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Anyways, let's wrap this up here. So, thanks a lot, guys, for listening. Uh, definitely join our Discord, full of friends and family with video game interests. So, join us there. You can find the link on our website, and you can also join our Facebook page and Twitter, and uh, join all the the community things that we do, streaming and videos and all that nonsense. All right, Kate. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you all in the next one. Bye bye. Later, guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.